Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Tyson Saner! Salutan, it's just me, Tyson Saner. I'm your host for this and every other episode of Succotash Shut-In for the Foreseeable Future, and I welcome you happily into our loving embrace. Last week, Mark Hershon hosted FE 215 and provided you with four clips from the soundcast Too Dumb to Tame with Mia Pinchoff, Lewis Black's Rantcast, Stop Me If I've Heard This with Art Krug and Susan Rice, and Sunday Papers with Greg Fitzsimmons and Mike Gibbons. You can still catch that episode either on our home site or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, the Laughable app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and more. This week, I've got clips from the Soundcast Trashy Trashy, Deluxe Edition, yet another pop culture podcast, and I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club Anymore. I've also got an ad from our longtime fake sponsor, Henderson's Pants, and from our relatively new, but most assuredly also fake sponsor, TrumpPoetry.com, which is a 100% real website that I will be reading from. If this is your first time here, I appreciate you making us your choice for your listening experience for the next more or less half an hour. Let's get to the clips. First up, Trashy Trashy, relatively new podcast, described as a podcast for garbage people. We cover trashy news stories, is what they say, and it's hosted by Cassandra Cardenas and Erica Curry. The clip is from the August 3rd episode, 2020, which is called Farm Talk, and it's episode 3, just so happens to be. The description says your favorite hosts, Cassandra Cardenas and Erica Curry, are back to discuss this week's trashiest stories. New episodes every week. And the clip is from a segment called Dumpster Fire of the Week. Should we, uh, should we get into the Dumpster Fire of the Week? Dumpster Fire of the Week! <laughs> we still um, don't have a stinger for that. I don't think we need one. <laughs> I think it has been stung. I would like you to talk about it because this is just bananas. A Texas doctor has gone viral with an unproven COVID-19 cure, believes in demon sperm. The Houston doctor, who was a part of a controversial video that touting hydro hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine as oh a erica cure. i shouldn't have done this to you why did you make me read out loud i don't know i'm so sorry okay i'll do it i'll do it i love everything about you that i shouldn't have done that to you okay so look there's a texas doctor <laughs> and she <laughs> she went viral with the covid19 cure but also she also believes in demon sperm which is rude because I also believe in demon sperm. But uh, yeah, so she's one of the hydroxychloroquine um, truthers. Truthers, yes. Which, uh, along with our president, um, not my president, but uh, she said that there's certain gynecological issues caused by sexual and sexual encounters with demons in dreams, and that's how you get demon sperm. Mm-hmm. It's spiritual husbands and spiritual wives which is a phenomenon that creates things like endometriitis and molar pregnancies and fibroids. 
What's a molar pregnancy? Great question. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Let me look up this. Molar this pregnancy. Can you get pregnant in the mouth? <laughs> oh, it's a non-cancerous tumor that develops in the uterus as a result of a non-viable pregnancy. Oh. Ah, yikes. It's very rare. She also claimed that masks and lockdowns are not needed to stop COVID-19. You know, I don't like that doctors like this exist because I do believe that they did go to medical school. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering then what happened after, you know? Or did they have that belief the whole time and were just like suppressing it to get the right answer on the quiz? I remember... <laughs> this is fucking embarrassing. I remember uh, being in like sixth grade. And uh, as I've told you before, and as I'll tell our listeners, I was raised what I call to be Facebook Christian, which means um, no one, we didn't go to church that often. And there was just sort of like thinly veiled Christian beliefs um, that were convenient. And now I'd say like the types of things that boomers will just repost on Facebook without uh, thinking. Cause they're like, yeah, I do. You know what? Today is Monday and Jesus is my savior, you know, um, Mm -hmm. things like that. So share if you agree. (laughs) Exactly. Share if you agree that God should be in our lives. (laughs) Share if you agree that prayer is the answer to fear. So that was basically my religious upbringing. So like, if you ask me about a story in the Bible, I don't know it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happens in that book. I know nothing. So anyways, I'm in sixth grade and I'm in science class. And I remember the teacher bringing up evolution. And I remember rolling my eyes. Because I didn't know. I thought that evolution wasn't real. And I have no reason to think that. Like, So you thought dinosaurs and humans, like Jesus was riding on a T-Rex at some point. So this was my biggest question. And my, this is the problem with the Facebook Christians, because my mom is no better than any of them. There was a lot of unanswerable questions that she was very open into saying, I don't know. So I was like, Mom, well, when were the dinosaurs? I don't know. Ask the pastor. Which fucking pastor? We don't go to church that often. <laughs> and I am shy. And I'm not going to ask an adult to explain. Like, she, there was all kinds of there was things with, like, gay people, like all kinds of things that she didn't have an answer for that she kind of just was like, well, next time we go to church, ask, you know, whoever runs your youth group, like, because I don't know, because I don't know what I'm talking about. I just know that I love, I, God damn it. Do I love Jesus? Yeah. I, um, it's, I, you know, I like, I got A's on my test. So I was a very smart kid for the most part, but I do remember thinking, okay, well, I may as well, fucking treat this lesson on evolution the same way that I treat the, you know, the bridge to Terabithia test. You know, I'm just memorizing false things. Um, I obviously now believe in evolution. I can't emphasize that enough. I know two things. And I used to say in college, because we found out like this girl that was in a sorority and was on the cheer squad didn't believe in evolution. So I would, I would always say, I know two things. And that's that blank is blank and dinosaurs are real. <laughs> and that was like my go-to saying for anything. Uh, you have a 
like Ross from Friends. There's a whole episode. It doesn't matter. I don't need to talk about Friends right now. But, you know, <laughs> the real ones know. Anyways, um, this concept of demon sperm. Have you ever had a sex dream? Yeah. Have you ever had a sex dream with someone you shouldn't have had a sex dream about? Yes. That's demon sperm. Oh, no. You, you, Erica Curry, have been affected by demon sperm. Hi, I'm Cassandra Cardenas. And if you've been affected by demon sperm, call the number below. You may be eligible for a settlement. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the show doesn't currently have a main website, but you can also find them on Instagram uh, at Trashy Podcast and uh, Twitter at Trashy Podcast One. That's the number one. Next up, Deluxe Edition, yet another pop culture podcast. This is a soundcast that is hosted by uh, Bill Sebald and Casey Shearer. From July 3rd, 2020, episode 7. It's also a relatively new soundcast, by the way. This isn't just very early in their run. And uh, it is called the Joe Alves Interview. Now, in case you, uh, in case you don't know, there's a really nice little mini bio in the episode description which says Alves, that's Joe Alves, has designed three features for Steven Spielberg. Firstly, for the Sugarland Express. He designed the three mechanical sharks for the movie Jaws from 1975 with mechanical effects man Bob Maddy, and he was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Art Direction and won the BAFTA for Best Art Direction for his work on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes talk to be had, uh, including a little insight into how the studio felt about uh, the movie Jaws as it was being made. I've heard these stories about the three different sharks, you know, being on the back of a truck going down the highway. That just must be an amazing sight to behold. But, and you always heard the stories about, you know, it didn't work, it didn't work, and then suddenly it worked, and it worked just in time, and you were able to get the movie done, and, you know, Stephen was able to shoot a lot of the talking scenes. So it's really interesting to understand how all that is put together. The pressure of hitting a deadline, I've always wondered, does a studio say, so they come in and say, hey, you guys are doing amazing stuff here. We're really feeling what you're doing. We'll give you a little bit more time or a little bit more money. Or do you always feel like there is a deadline, there is a, a money number to hit, and it's high pressure and maybe not as fun as it seems like it might be on a, on a movie set? I think they try to cancel the movie four times. Really? Wow. They were not really friendly. I, I got to tell you, uh, Marshall Green was, was very – he was the head of production – he he was uh, very helpful. Sid Seinberg, his wife was in the movie. Uh, not that that saved the movie, but it didn't hurt. He, they would come and visit. But there was a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on Stephen. And let me tell you why. Stephen's concept was that the th- three guys out on a boat alone. He wanted to see no boats out there. He wanted to see these guys totally isolated. In fact, Shaw breaks the radio so that Scheider can't call and say, hey, help us. We, you know. So, but the problem is this. When I scouted that wonderful bay, that was in December, and there was nobody out there. Come June and July, the boats from Hyannis were just streaming in, and there's so many people. And Stephen didn't want to see any boats. And even though we were shooting later July, most August, still a lot of boats. So we had to send little runners out there to, could you move? Could you? And some people cooperated. Other people just wouldn't do it, you know. So Stephen would sit there and wait until the boats drifted away so he could get the shot. And, of course, the studio 
was upset. Why isn't he shooting? Why, you know, well, he doesn't want to see. Well, today, you know, we could just, you know, uh, with CGI, just get rid of all that stuff. But we couldn't then. So, so that was very time consuming. And then waiting for the shark. Let me just say a simple thing, like the barrels coming and going under. All right, I'm going to shoot the barrels tomorrow. It's uh, storyboards. You know what that takes? That takes the day before figuring where you're going to shoot, going out there and, and laying a two-ton piece of cement block with a shiv, with a cable, so that when the, shark, the, the barrel came like this, the cable would drop it down to the, you know, to the anchor down there and bring it. So just a simple shot like that required a whole day in advance to do that. Uh, using the shark required which shark are we using? We got to prepare for that one. And of course, what happens is electronics and, and uh, salt water don't like each other. <laughs> you know, and as soon as you put it down, it starts eating. And so then Bob had to find different ways of doing it. So it was endlessly uh, difficult. Uh, and as I say, when we got back, we had some stuff. We we're going to do something on the back lot lake. Uh, and uh, so it was interesting this point. Studio wasn't crazy about the picture. We're over budget, over schedule. Uh, and I was concerned whether people were going to laugh at the shark because the shark made funny noises because of the, the valves. So we didn't have the John Williams music, you know. So after a shot and Stevens had cut, everybody would laugh at that silly shark, you know. So my concern was the audience is going to laugh at this silly shark. Um, so they had a screening in Texas. I wasn't at that one. And Stephen came to me. He said, you know, Joe, we got four screens. I think we, we can get five. I'd like to get a couple shots. One where the shark is hitting the boat. Show me the way to come home. Boom, boom. And you see the hull starting to split and water coming in. And then I want to see the head when Dreyfus goes down and, and loses the uh, little shark teeth. I want to see the head. So I said, okay, so I have a, a shop. I, I know how to build things. I've built part of my house. And I built two hulls. And the one hull, which showed me the way to go, we shot that in my driveway with a, with a hose. And somebody had a hose, and Stephen was shooting that. And then the other one was we shot in Verna Fields, uh, who's the editor, uh, in her swimming pool. And I made another hull with a hole in it, and somebody just stole the head out of the makeup department, and Stephen got a camera. And we shot the head, you know, when you go down and Dreyfus freaks out and the head just floats out. So we had uh, in uh, Lawndale uh, the second screening, and uh, I was there with most of the crew and all the executives, Lou Wasserman, Sid Scheinberg, and what have you. Well, they didn't laugh. They screamed. The audience screamed. And Stephen was so right. That other head in the, the hole just freaked everybody out. So what happened is, I think for the first time, the studio realized, see, I think we've got a, a successful movie here. You can find the show at their main website, which is www.deluxeedition.com. 
dot show. That is D E L U X E E D I T I O N dot S H O W. This episode of Suckatash is sponsored in part by TrumpPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TRUMPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry. Yes, TrumpPoetry.com. You heard correctly. This week's entry comes from August 15th, 2020. I believe it's called The Countdown Continues. This is number 158. 158 days remain until we see the next inauguration, a gauntlet of summer's conflagration, and then a chance to vote away our pain. Four years we've stoked the whims of Don the Khan, a smorgasbord of selfishness and greed, all garnished by the hearts of those in need. Oh, but to celebrate when he is gone. A menace who ignores a nation's pleading, while narrowing the pathways of dissent, inspires rage in those who would prevent that fool who values winning over leading. Our troubled minds would do well to remember, above all, where the X goes in November. Right? Right. Well, friends, spring has sprung, which means it's time for you to jump into style. And what style has Henderson's Pants got in store for you? How about a snappy pair of spring breakers? The trousers that just don't know when to quit. Literally. They're just the thing for those college students, be they he-men or co-eds, that are itching to spread their wings and their legs for an exciting furlough from dusty books and an even dustier sense of responsibility. Designed with fun in mind, Henderson Spring Breakers are casual enough to wear to the beach in Miami or dressy enough to sit down to dinner in Paris. The fabric is ultra-stain resistant, keeping liquor, blood, or even vomit from dashing your hopes at making a great impression. Even if the only people you're out to impress are those presiding at your arraignment hearing in Tijuana. What's more, spring breakers are unisex, which means you can wear them no matter who you might be having sex with. Men, women, assorted barnyard animals, even power tools. These pants don't care who or what you end up hooking up with, or where for that matter. Originally designed for Fat Tuesday, Bacchus, the Roman party god, and the Red Hour. Henderson Spring Breakers are available wherever young people like to get face down in their own spew. That's Henderson's, makers of fine ass gaskets and crotch covers since 1903. And now back to Suckatash. And finally tonight, a soundcast called I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club Anymore from HeadGum. Its description says, A torture endurance podcast where Jacob Waisaki subjects himself to watch Fight Club for 72 hours straight. Joined by his comedian friends, listen as he documents his descent into madness. No joke, I listened to the entire run of this soundcast. Uh, it is a limited run, as one can imagine. It's, it, once the endurance test is over, there's not much else to do. I don't know if he can do I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club Anymore Revisited, but I, I don't see why not. It is pretty entertaining. Uh, this particular episode is from February 21st of 2020. And it's from the point of 35 hours in. And it's called This Is Where It Gets Hard. And his friends that have come along to uh, help him out by being his guests are Sean Diston and Carrie O'Neill. 
Its description says it's 35 hours into the run and Jacob has seen Fight Club 15 times. He is halfway through the marathon. Yep, yep. And then it has the credits of the people. It says joined by Sean Diston. A credit listed here is something called Wrecked. And Carrie O'Neill is something called The UCB Show and her dog Frank. Together they delve into the exploratory qualities of Jacob's Marathon, discuss the incel messages of the movies, and consider what their own Tyler Durden's would be like. Jacob's parents, who have never seen Fight Club, check in. Yes, there's a little extra bonus at the end of this uh, where, yes, Jacob's parents do in fact come by and spend a little time with him. It's a, it's a really good episode. Uh, most of the episodes are actually good. I would say everyone that I heard it was good, and I heard most of them. I didn't listen to the listen-alongs because I, I feel like I should do that while actually watching Fight Club again, which I haven't done myself in, I want to say, 15 years probably. Didn't see it that many times when it first came out. Didn't see it uh, many times since then. Did find it interesting. It's probably, probably due for a rewatch. But 72 two hours, man. Wow. Anyway, here's your clip. Wasaki, how are you feeling? <laughs> uh, it's I'm trying to just listen and keep up. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm getting, I'm pretty tired. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep. Yeah, which for... was for me maddening. Maddening. I mean, to it's, see it's... somebody in my home mm-hmm. while I am not allowed. It's not even midnight. No. So, like on a normal night, we could all be awake. It's Friday. I've like, had a long week. We'd all be out. Yeah, you have had a, yes. Had a long had week. A long I worked week. all day. That's I there's just no sit way. around watching Fight Club for the past. <laughs> there's, all right. There's, no, com- there's no way anything you could have done is surmountable to what i've done i'm winning i will say it's a good test it's, though Isaki, because you didn't fall asleep so the fact yeah. that someone else was able to fall asleep near you means it was just might... for like three minutes it was, it was fine it was a doze off but i would love to doze off i yeah. know i'm sorry there's nothing more and you know i, would, I would say hopefully you do get a couple doze offs in you know who's gonna who's gonna really yeah i think Nobody if you do know. doze off you just lie and I, say you didn't yeah yeah you could just lie and say you didn't just I am, lie i've I said this before, but the hardest part last time was like three to seven a.m. Mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. where it was like pure doze off zone. Yeah, uh, do a face mask. One of them that yeah. like tightens on your face Ooh. or something. I I feel like my willpower still exists, but if it is as difficult as it was in the last journey of three to seven, I I don't know if I can be as due diligent as I was last night, where I was like standing. And like, like standing in the doorway and like mm-hmm. opening all the windows and like having a fan on. Like, I don't know. Here's a compromise, Wasaki. Yeah. Let's say you feel like you're gonna fall asleep. Okay. And and I don't know what the intentions of the podcast are, but obviously don't fall asleep if you don't want to. But if you do, you have to lay down on this bare ground and you have to crank Fight Club as loud, loud as, as it possible. can get. Like as loud as that. You're not like waking yeah. people up so that it's penetrating. It's still yes. penetrating. Like it's getting into my subconscious. Exactly. Like you might not even be able to fall asleep because of yes. it, which would be an interesting. No, leave those headphones on and put it at top. Yeah, t- headphones top, top volume, Torture and just like yourself. and just be in an uncomfortable position. Smoke meth. Like that would be <laughs> smoke meth. You think I should smoke some crack? I think. I think. <laughs> that is bad advice, it, Carrie. Yeah. If you were ever going to do it, this would be like a funny time to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Day two, he's oh, so I feel so crack. bad for those next guests that just 
cruising at 11 a.m. and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah, baby, you know it's good. You know what you need. He's like, you guys, you guys, the movie's so much better if you do meth. You want to try it? Let's smoke the pookie. Nah, dude. I postmated a pookie. <laughs> I couldn't leave. Um, but you know, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said it. I feel like what I'm sort of realizing is, um, until things get worse for me, which they're getting worse faster and faster. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the things that I'm saying are going to be a little repetitious, and I'm okay with that because I think that means I'm sort of putting the audience through a similar repetition that I'm in. Oh, yeah. They you know? get to live vicariously through you slightly to yes. feel like what it feels like to be in this sort of repetition. Exactly. I don't know. I think you should try to say some new stuff. Well, there's always well, that's why you have guests. Exactly. Yeah, you exactly. Here's but, the thing. Here's the thing I want to bring up, and tell me if this is a new thought. Okay. You're torturing yourself. Yes. That's what this podcast is about. Yes. And in this movie, there's the famous scene where Tyler Durden tortures himself. Yes. This has been brought up. Uh, not, not exact. No. Because keep, this keep going. The, well, the reason he tortures himself is because he's like, you got to hit rock bottom mm-hmm. in order to like. You got to have nothing to be truly free. And and at that point you're like I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about like be free from what yeah but do you feel like the idea of a torture podcast yeah torturing yourself flatulation yes. if you will yeah is that in do you think you were drawn to that in a similar way like I gotta I'm doing this so more is it an experiment like what do you think the experiment's gonna give you well I think th- I think there was like uh. I'll answer this in two things. I think Mm. the main reason that I I put myself to this test, I think a better word to use is like exploratory. Like it's an exploration of my mind. So it's like the way you do mushrooms and the way you've done DM. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm -hmm. Like the way I've tried psychedelics or like have done different things. Like this is another version of that exploration and like a shift of consciousness. Uh, And I just also to feel like this didn't, there, <sighs> this is where it gets hard. This is where it gets hard. <laughs> like, I, I, th- I was interested because I don't think a lot of people. We, there's nothing really like this exploring people <laughs> or your mind in this way, in uh-huh. like this medium or whatever. So, like, that was very attractive. But, like, especially watching this and, like, seeing these people be so, like, sort of masochistic or whatever, like, I do wonder if, like, subconsciously there was some sort of thing of, like, enlightenment through this version of It's an interesting choice of a movie to pick doing this. Yeah. Because, like, so the first part is that, like, it's interesting to me. It's, like, untapped in the market and I can explore my brain. Untapped Mm -hmm. in the market? You already have the podcast. Well, I, but there's not like, you know what I mean? I like, I'm not making a fucking improv podcast is what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like, it sounds like you're pitching it to us. No, 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 no. Tell we, us how you really feel. I think that's Ooh. the main reason why I decided to do it was for this exploration and that it would be new in the medium and I can mm. do this mm. exploration. Mm. But I think at the, the bottom line is like, there could, what if there is like some sort of uh, enlightenment or clarity I, or I'm lack fascinated. of like thought interruption because I'm so tired, it's because I'm meditative so meditative or like kind mm-hmm. of yes. like transcendent experience. Exactly. Like there's potential for that, which makes me also feel more okay with doing something like this. So yes, you can find all these episodes at headgum.com 
And you can also find it at art19.com. 19 is uh, the numeral one and the numeral nine. Numeral one and the numeral nine.com. And you can find everybody's Twitter links on the blog at www.suckatashow.com. And that's all the content I've got for you this week. I hope you enjoyed the time you spent with us, because if you didn't, there's not a bunch I can do about that. I can apologize, show remorse somehow, through my speech, into your ears, apparently. But who's to say whether or not that's warranted? We don't get a great deal of feedback anymore here at Suckatash Shut-In, formerly called Suckatash the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast, created by Mark Hershon, who we'll be hosting again next week. I know that I would, and I believe that I could safely state that he would appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever else one can leave reviews. I know that nearly everyone here has a great deal on their minds at this point in time, so telling us how you feel about us might be pretty low on yield priority totem pole. That's not a thing, is it? Anyway, if you enjoyed the show, why not tell someone else about it with your mouths into their ears? Keep that safe social distance, of course, and... Never let it be said that we want you to unnecessarily risk your health for us. So, until the week after next, this is Tyson Saner saying goodbye, asking you to keep an eye on my YouTube channel for more HP Lovecraft-inspired video games, along with whatever else I'll be playing and posting, and reminding you to keep the spirit of hope alive in your hearts, be mindful, and please, pass the succotash. You've been listening to Suckatash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumPoetry.com, and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash U slash Suckatash. Production of Suckatash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Suckatash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.